All right. So just as a quick introduction here, um, I'm with Keith Calloway Sr. And uh, we are going to chat a bit about his business. Um, and we were just talking uh, before I started recording about um, how he's been connecting with people. And that's the goal of this whole podcast that I'm doing. Um, so maybe you can pick right up from there <laughs> where you were. Um, and then, or maybe actually just quickly introduce yourself, um, where you are, what you're doing, and then we can jump back into the, uh, the networking discussion we were having. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you said, Keith Calloway, senior. Uh, my son, Keith Jr., works with me in the business. That's why it's really important to distinguish that because yeah. people uh, on the you know, on social media are going to know him as Keith Jr. So. Sure, sure, yeah. So I'd prefer they know who I am also, but uh, we're we're, out, we'll get your name out there. Yeah, we're out here in Oregon. Uh, we live about 25 miles south of Portland. Uh, so we're close to Washington State. And uh, so beautiful country out there. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. No, excellent. So you said uh, we were kind of quickly discussing uh, networking and whatever. So. Um, I, I know I've seen uh, Keith Jr.'s stuff, um, so talk to me a little bit about, about that. Well, in spite of my age, <laughs> uh, uh, my kind of my I don't do many uh, New Year's, you know, uh, oh, what do you call them? Where you resolutions. Yeah, resolutions, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. It's a senior moment right there. Uh, I don't do many uh, resolutions, but this year, in December, I went last year in December, I went to a, a conference without Keith Jr., just something that I wanted to go do, a two-day conference. And one of the thing I, things I realized as I came back is that in 2020, I need to get on some of the platforms and I need to share my stuff. I need to post pictures. I need to do things to, to uh, help us become more relevant. And just promote the business and, and promote, promote yourself. And really more the the culture and just who we are because uh because uh our industry in particular you know construction in general but our industry in particular uh, the as a portion of it paving has has a terrible black eye yeah and if we can come off halfway decent on social media where people can verify that these are real people they they have real lives they have families they they don't mean to get out there and be a problem on the roads and getting yeah. Our, yeah. Uh, all that and you know that we are we you know here at k and l we we really want to be the the top of the top of the rung so to speak as far as being really good people and people that care not just about our customers but we want a reputation to to get out there that people you know the people that work for us are they love work working here for the most part they do so yeah yeah so no, what uh, what conference was that that you went to? Uh, it was a brand new one called uh, Construction Summit. Okay, so it was all different trades then. Yeah, well, mostly paving. There was a couple of there was one roofing. There was one roofing guy there, and but it was mostly paving. They produced the, uh, I think, Asphalt Paving Magazine. Okay. Uh, and so and then they do another one of that about asphalt products. So okay. It's, but but would you oh, go ahead they want other people to be involved for sure because it was not paving related they had a lot of people come in and they just just talked about other aspects of business in general 
Sure. So. Yeah. Well, you said it was the first one though. Would you go back or would you recommend it for listeners? I think I'll go back. It was, it was like drinking out of a, a water hose. I mean, a, a fire hose. It was seven, one hour or one and a half hour sessions in two days. Yeah. So in my opinion, it was too much, but, but I've learned over the years to kind of uh, tune out, you know, to certain things and it just concentrate on the things that I think I can do something with. I love it. You know, I have a lot of kids and so we've been to family conferences and, you know, heard a lot of things because man, you care about that stuff. So you want to learn what you can. Right. But yeah, over the years I learned uh, going to some of those that I'm just not going to agree with the person that's up front. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to get a lot out of it, but if I can get a few things, then it's not a waste. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So this time, I think I would like my wife to go with me because she needs to get up on the speed on a lot of things that are going on out there. So I'm hoping that she'd be willing. Yeah. So is the, is this kind of the whole family involved in the business? Um, tell, maybe we can dive into that. Like when did you start or is it first generation with you or does it go back further than that? It's first generation with me. Uh, my wife's family, the year we got married, got into paving. Okay. And and they brought it to Oregon. And yep. most of them, well, almost none of them stayed in Oregon. Okay. Got a little taste of it. And and uh, so it was like, I think I'd like to do this. I can see that there's, you know, what my arrogant thought was, if those guys are making it, then I can do it and get rich. That's yeah, yeah ridiculous right but this is what i thought i was 20 years old and man i was ready to take on the world right yep but what became apparent really fast is that i went out and did a couple of little little jobs and was in over my head so it wasn't until 80 that was in 83 that i okay. did that it was in late 87 that i actually started buying some equipment and doing my own thing paving yep. i did general contracting you know i did a lot of roofs and a lot of uh, other things one of my employees said yeah anything yeah we're anything for a buck industries over here <laughs> <laughs> i bet you loved hearing that well you know it was kind of true we, you just was, did whatever people sent your way yeah and i knocked on a lot of doors back in the day you could kind of do that you know yeah. and, you know and now not, people will shoot you yeah that's right you, you i think you're i think you're stealing something yeah, I knocked on a lot of doors and and just talked to people and never loved that part of it, but I paid the bills. Yeah, I paid the bills and it got work and then it just revolved into other things and that's kind of part yeah. of it. Yeah. So what uh, you you said eighty six eighty seven? What made you kind of focus more into the paving and, and buy machinery and get started? Well, I will take kind of a long story and just. Yeah really really far down uh i have seven children and so by the time let's see 1988 uh well in 87 when i started paving my wife was pregnant with our fourth child wow wow okay. so it was like i've got to do something to make more per day per hour out there than just going and working by the hour or by the square foot framing or sure. or whatever. Yeah. And, and I had already seen paving and I thought, okay, I think that per hour spent is probably going to make me the best money. Yeah. And 
since my in-laws were in the business, I borrowed a roller from them. I, you know, I had a few resources that way. I mean, it was an old roller and terrible roller, really. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I borrowed it. Anyway, I had resources in that and I had a little bit of knowledge. And so that's what I did. It's like, okay, now's the time. Yep. Yep. No, that's, uh, it, so if you, if you got married in 83 by 87, that's, uh, that's pretty busy there having kids. Yeah, by 80, 88 is when, yeah, she was pregnant with our fourth. And so, yeah, five years later, here we're, we're about to have our fourth kid. And yeah. So business is one of those things that I probably never would have chosen, chosen it, except that I was forced out the door. I just, you got to feed your family. Yeah, I got to feed my family. So yep. I quit a minimum wage job in about three months after I got married. And just started, you know, knocking on doors and doing whatever I could do, right? Yeah. Then I I just had to go to work. I just yep. literally had to go to work. I had no choice. It's a classic American success story, right? Well, it, I, I look back and say that now. You know, things are a little easier. Like, my crew's still working, and I'm sitting here with you. So There you go. Yeah, there is that piece of it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So, so talk to me how that went. Was it like you started up and then things were all hunky-dory or was it pretty grind? Like, was it a grind for a few years? Oh, it was a grind for most of the, so, I mean, do the math. We've been in business over 30 years. We've been paving over 30 years. Yep. 33 years we've been paving. Okay, so so for the first uh, probably close to 20, well, really, let's just be honest and say the 30 years, it's been a grind. Yeah. So the recession that we had in, in 08, 09, 10, that was my fourth one. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, so you think about just having to go to work. I couldn't take risk. It's not like I could risk what I had to to buy a piece of equipment, a piece of property, a, you know, a, a couple of fancy dump trucks. I had no way I could risk. I literally had to bring home dollars every day, yeah. or or at least every other day. You know, I had to be sure they were coming in, and so I couldn't risk. This and was so, in in '08 or in every single one of those. <laughs> pretty much every, you know, pretty much all the, all the way through. Yeah. So I, either I was in a recession time or it was because the kids needed something, you know, or I, I, you know, I couldn't risk not having a place for them to, to live. Couldn't yeah. risk paying the electric bill. Not, I mean, I had to have food, right? Yeah. So the crumb snatchers, they got to eat. You know? I like so, that. So it was a grind literally until about uh, four years ago. Okay. And something we came out of a horrible time the recession had been several years back but there was something going on in our family that literally it took me down i i could barely function the crew got to almost nothing and and i won't get into the details of that but once that was over then we started to recover and started to see what we really could do just because you were able to be there as a leader and kind of focus more on growing and yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so finally we, we started seeing, seeing what we could accomplish in a day or mm -hmm. in a week or, or, you know, in, in the, in a year. And since, uh, let's see, what are we at? 2020. So since 
2015 up to 2019, we've d literally doubled our business every year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that that is pretty amazing, and and I never saw it coming. And yep. so now, now we're scrambling, going, okay, you know what? Now we're a, a real medium-sized business in our market, and we don't have the processes in place to handle sure. all that. It was just in the ledger, you know. It was it was one bank account, and we were trying to figure it out, and boy. All of a sudden, in the last year or so, it's not that way anymore. We've got to. That's a great problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem, but boy, it is a problem. Yeah, it's a bit of a learning curve to unlearn <laughs> yeah. 30 years of, uh, yeah. of work, right? Yeah, but let me step back and say the thing that I've learned the most is that the, the part of the success story is, is that I am not a business guy. I'm just okay. not. I'm relational, I build loyalty, I'm friendly. And so I just go out there and I, 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 you know, I might sell a job and then I just become friends with the person as much as I can and, and hope they talk about me to their friends or whoever. And, and referrals, of course, in every business loves referrals. Yeah. But I learned that early on. If I'm going to survive, I have to have referrals. Mm -hmm. So me being not a good businessman, I would say that that's, that's probably what I would say to your listeners. Anybody yeah. that hears this say, you know, now, right now in this pandemic time is the perfect opportunity to say, okay, if you start slow, start small, but definitely start because we, we've all of a sudden this thing's created a new world. And for, for you, like in the last few years, well, the pandemic has created a new world. Now. Gotcha. Yeah. And so there's opportunities now that that we didn't see six months ago and and we're in an industry and we're focused on a lot of things but even with that we've we've tailored our market to three or four different areas that we've never really hit before because uh now's the time yeah can you dive into that a little bit what uh what opportunities you're seeing come up well we have a little niche that we that we started working in, we do a lot of mobile home park stuff, and okay. a lot of this. There's some corporate mobile still, home park still paving, still paving mostly. Yeah, yeah. We also started a roofing and siding company. Okay, because and it's really struggled the last few months, but uh, we think that, that still is going to get some traction, and yep. there's an opportunity there. Yeah, one of my other sons is working that that side of it. Uh, but just in the paving industry, we've got a couple ideas brewing that, that we think that probably within the next year or two that we can just capture big portions of the, uh, of the market or local market. market. Yeah. And not only have we, have we pushed from a marketing standpoint into certain areas, but now we're talking about, you know, possibly, possibly uh, building some products and putting together some things that we can, Thinking of a complete package. Yeah, we're thinking about you know, diversifying a little bit, and yep. unfortunately, it'll still be seasonal. That'll probably be a struggle that that we'll have all along. But we're looking at it now, like we have a real a real good time to do that. And for those young these people like me that had no money, well, you don't necessarily have to have it now to build products to do what we're talking about, and maybe some manufacturing. Yeah, you got to have a little bit behind you. Yeah, but but to go out right now and to and to knock on doors and just be able to relate with people and start a business, there's really 
I haven't seen a better time, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting you say that because I know I've been talking to a lot of business owners off the podcast just because that's what I do um, with my business. And it, it's so interesting to see the mindset. Some people are just like, oh, they pull back, they, they're watching Netflix or whatever, um, and they're scared and they're posting on Facebook all the time. And then there's the other people who are they're like, this is an opportunity we've never had before and may never have again, right? And they're, they're looking yeah. to take, take uh, huge action and basically take over market share that other people are losing because they're not doing anything, right? Well, and that's our hope. I'm, I'm already, we're not even our season yet, and I'm tired. We've been working long, long days. Not out there on job sites, but me Getting and the sales in. crew, yeah, me and the sales crew and the, the management team we have, we have been working really hard at yep. what is it we can do to leverage this thing. Yeah. What, uh, what is your season in, in Oregon? Uh, typically, we only take December and January off. Yep. And February was a little slow this year. And then in March came the coronavirus. Yeah. So we've been later starting. Sure. For sure this year. What uh, what do you do in the off season? Do you have anything that you do snow plowing or anything like that to, to kind of keep busy or do you lay most of the workforce off? We do work year round. We just okay. don't work here as much. Sure. So we typically save really well and and uh, the the culture we're trying to build right now is one where we where we really want to have bonuses this last year, we were able to give the guys a bonus this That's year, awesome. this last year so that they could, they could get through those couple of months around Christmas time where we knew it was going to be slow. Yeah. And our goal again for this year, but you know, with this, maybe it won't be the, quite the same. Sure. But the idea is that we don't, we don't want them to have an off season. Yeah. So we do have the guys that are willing, the guys that come to me and say, Hey, is there something I can do? Cause I need to earn money. Yep. And we do have a lot of work that we around our shop, a lot of cleanup, a lot of getting lot ready of for the next season. Yeah, getting ready for the next season. And if they're willing to put in the time and get, get dirty and greasy, then we're certainly willing to let them do it for sure. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what is your number one way of bringing in new uh, clients now? Um, obviously you're doing more than door knocking to, to double every, every year or so. Uh, in numbers, the thing we do the most, we probably the most leads that come in, we're getting through home advisor. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I started with them quite a while ago and there are things that, some of your listeners are going to go, yeah, I hate that thing about them. I hate this. I hate that. Yep. But I have uh, relented. I've just, just relaxed about the fact that, okay, there's things I don't like about them too. But when I talk about what I spend based on what we do in gross every year from them, I, I just say, okay then it's worth it. I'm the ROI still is them. there. Right. I yeah. still am going to hold them accountable accountable for bad leads. Yep. I'm not going to pay for those. If they're completely horrible, then we're on the phone saying, no, you, you can't do this to us. Yeah. We save a few dollars doing that. But really, the, the multiples of dollars that we bring in because 
we're out there in the market probably on an average of i think throughout the year we probably get five leads a day wow every, that's that's pretty fantastic yeah every weekday wow. you know in the winter it's a lot slower uh last week we had one day 15 came in yep last friday 15 leads wow so you know about half of them are no good they don't turn into anything and we know that going in and so we just we just kind of run the numbers and the numbers for us work out but so along with that we do a lot of uh, facebook advertising yep um it's all over around here you can't get on your facebook and our areas and without seeing us. I love it. Yeah. And yeah. we have done a lot of cold calling this year. Okay. Yeah. So we had a meeting uh, four weeks ago today. And this is one of the prongs of, of what we told our sales guys is that for the next two or three weeks, maybe the next month or two, our expectation is that, that every day that you're not out doing bids, that you're going to be doing some cold calling. Yeah. And we are still seeing a lot of traction. We're doing less of it because now the sun's shining and so we have sure. more, more activity in the field. Yeah. But cold calling has really meant a lot to us this year. I think that by the end of the year, it's going to be, if I were to guess, I'd say 20, 30% of our gross, I think, wow. come from this year's cold calls. So, how are you choosing who to call? Are you just getting, are you just flipping through the phone book basically? or? No, we look for niches. Okay. Uh, like I said, we do mobile home parks. They're yep. really good at it. My guys are really good with tenants and really good with people. Yep. And we're, we're very adept at solving the problems that they have. Yep. And so a couple of our sales guys are really good at calling those people. Sure. And there's a list. Oregon puts out a list, and it's over 1,100 people that own okay. mobile parks. Anywhere from, I think it's four mobile homes up to, uh, you know, thousand whatever yeah yep. and they're all, they're all on a list it's a state list yeah uh, it has a list uh that's similar it's not quite as comprehensive no that's uh, a, so they're they're kind of like you you've kind of established this as a market that you're looking to break into so they're you've kind of got a, a strategy to to kind of warm them up then it's not not entirely cold right so just another example uh one of my guys came across a list the other day for for every senior care facility in Oregon. Okay. And I think there's uh, 800 senior facilities, and that's all the way from a house to ones that hold hundreds and hundreds of people. Yep. And all of them are still making money. You know? Yep. And so, and so their maintenance hasn't gone down. Sure. And so that's what we're doing today. Right now, we're looking at lists of the companies that are hiring the home depots of the world, the yeah. ACE hardwares, they're, they're all hiring. Yeah. And so those are the ones that in the next few weeks, we're going to try to, to find out who to talk to about maintaining their facilities. Yeah. Their, that kind of thing. Cause they're still making money. Do you have uh, any sort of an offer that you lead in with, or is it just, you kind of see like, cause obviously these people have probably used someone else before. Um, and maybe you don't want to share, but if you, if you wanted to share? Well, we don't, a couple of philosophical things we don't do on cold calling is we don't talk about money. Okay. We talk about problem solving. And, and strategy. Yeah, right now we talk about uh, the pandemic and how it's affected things. 
and just get them talking in general. And that, of course, that's the best strategy anytime you're ultimately trying to, to, you know, to sell something to them is to build a little bit of rapport. Yeah. And so the strategy we take is, is not to sell, but to pro solve problems. And then if there's a lot of problems, we will offer, we will offer what we call a site assessment. And we will go and we will take pictures and we will ultimately, usually we will, we will figure out the, the value of their, what we call their paving asset. Yep. If they, if, if it was replaced today, this is what it would be worth. Yep. And, and then based on the condition of it, we basically break it down into however many years they think they, it will take them to have the money to replace that asset. Uh -huh. Or maybe they don't need to replace all of it, just part of it. And so we, we help them break that down and we solve the problem that they have of not knowing what to do. Okay, we're going to do this this year, but what about next year? Right, right. And so that's where the relationship comes in is we, we get on the phone with them or email or in face-to-face -face with them over a two or three-year period. Our goal is to be there between five and ten times. Wow. That's, that's a because, great strategy to fill your pipeline too down the road. Yes. That's, yeah. that was our goal a month, yeah. a month ago today. That's exactly the words we were using is we need more people, more customers, potential customers in our pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could be so, filling it two years down the road, three years down the road, potentially, couldn't you? Uh, up to five. And, yeah, and right. the, the bigger, the bigger uh, facilities could be as many as 10. Wow. Because the people that are smart, planning smart, they're planning out for five to 10 years. Yep. And the idea is that we find a lot of people aren't planning smart. And if we can help them plan smarter, then they're not going to go anyplace else. They're going to stay right here. Yeah. Even if it costs a little more, because they're not willing to shop if we've solved their problem. Well, you've held their hand. You've positioned yourself as the expert who can, yeah. who can solve their problems. No, that's, that's amazing. That's a, that's a great strategy. I love that. Uh, no, that's, that's a, uh, that's fantastic. That's and also a really good time to be doing it too. Like you said, it's a little bit slower, um, and for you guys to be investing that way, it's gonna. <laughs> you're gonna. I think you're gonna be set up well for the future. Well, that's our hope. We yeah. have, uh, as you can imagine, in the last month, the last six weeks, we've uh, we've not uh, been in the in the black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. We've not. You know, we've we've been in the red. Yeah, but. Uh, I have to give an example of something I personally did when we were talking a month ago today about what, what are we going to do? I decided that day that I would go through my contact list in my phone and I've been doing this a long time. So there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. And I did that and it took me, uh, two days, four hours each day. Okay. To go through my whole, I didn't call friends. I, I called business, business acquaintances. Yeah. And the job that my crew's out doing today, they are actually, it's the most asphalt we've ever laid in a day. Wow. Yes. Wow. And that came from me calling one of the contacts in my phone. And, and we just talked The guys, apparently, apparently he's got Parkinson's. He, I could barely understand him. I literally thought he was on pain pills or something but yeah. he's parkinson's he was glad to hear from me but i couldn't understand him yeah. so i just talked to him for a minute and just let him go his daughter found out that i called and said dad that's that's k and l 
we know them. Let's call them back. We have this project that we need to do. And here we are about four weeks later, $250,000 project. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and then, amazing. Yeah. And so I, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. And, and yep. honestly, if I were to guess, and again, I'm not, I'm not a finance guy, but I'm a guesser, right? Yep. You know, if I were to guess, I'd say that between my contacts and the, my sales guys' contacts are just going through their stack of business cards from the last number of years yep. and through their contacts and their phone, I'm guessing that we'll do at least five or 600,000 this year just from opening that up and, and talking to people. That's such a good strategy. And I love that you brought that up because um, like I'm following a few people who are kind of talking about sales and stuff. And that's a, that's a strategy they're talking about. I've never talked to someone that's actually used it and, and done so well with it. So I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, most of it's isolated to one project, but I also talk to three or four people in that same day that are like, Oh, I'm so glad you called sometime in July. I'm going to have you come out and do my driveway. Yep. I'm, I've got something I'm working on, but in July, you're the guy. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, had this big one not come along, that's fine, but it would have been a whole bunch of other ones for sure. Yeah. So no, that's amazing. I mean, that's, uh, I think uh, people will get value out of hearing that for sure. Hearing it from someone who's done it, right? Cause you can hear people say, Oh, do this all day, every day. Right. But until you've, you've really heard someone who's done it. That's, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I told that story the other day to a guy I was looking for a particular type of rock at one of our rock resources for a project. And, and he said, I told him that story and he said, you know, our owners were asking us sales guys to do that. And I said, I said, well, if you want to sell rock, you should do it. Yeah. Because, because it won't be about price. Yeah. It'll be about the fact that you called them just to find out how they were doing. Yeah. And you're going to sell more rock. I I almost guarantee it. And he was like, yep. you know what? Thanks. You know, thanks for the idea. Right. Yeah. The, the confirmation that, yeah, I need to get, I need to get back to it. Yeah. No, but props to you for taking the action too. Right. Cause ideas, I mean, you can read a million books a year. Right. But if you don't take action on them, um, then nothing's going to happen. Right. But you, you yeah. took action, you called those people. That's a, that's a lot of calling over a couple of days. Right. But. Yeah, it was probably, at least, it was probably 200, 200 dials. I, you know, I don't, not everybody answered. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's uh, I, I'm very excited to hear that. And I think people will get a lot of value out of that. Um, we, we have a few more minutes here. Uh, if you, if you have a couple more minutes, I, I can. Oh yeah, absolutely. A couple wrap up things here. Um, what do you think? I mean, aside from everything that's going on right now, what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge uh, for growth? this year um biggest challenge for growth this year will it'll probably be the internal processes yes I, okay I, Which I, I really am pretty sure that we are we've got a bidding program that we use that some guy built for us and really it's not great okay uh I, all of the conferences and things that I've been hearing, our biggest mistake that we've done over the last several years is we don't have a we don't have an effective CRM. Okay. Yep. And, and so we don't have internal reminders as to when to call people, and it, it's just been 
flying by the seat of our pants and and oh this driveway over here he wanted me to call him back about steel coating and well if i don't remember then i missed the opportunity you've left money on the table i left money on the table and and we have guys that are great at it they actually love it you know and and it's i'm wasting I'm wasting by not doing it you know we had 350 customers last year and that's i can't remember i i wasn't on half of those jobs so i don't even know them yeah you know back in the day the crm was my brain yeah yeah which is which is flawed anyway yeah <laughs> you know? but at least i remembered i'd get on a certain street and go oh i remember this street i'm gonna go see this customer up the road here you know yes. and, but it, I, we're way beyond that and so yeah. by the end of 2020 we will have needed to fix that and but, uh, you obviously have a plan in place to to do that and, and kind of get people on that we we do we're still to some degree working off of spreadsheets and you know and google drives and things like this so that when we find the crm that we're really looking for that we can load into it absolutely and we have not we've not chosen one yet but we, we there's we so have many to, out there and everybody wants yeah. to tell you that theirs is the best right of course and i would love to have a crm that that fit that dovetailed with my bidding program yeah and we know of somebody that's building one and so we're kind of waiting to see if they're gonna produce it yeah and so it's it's kind of that's probably the thing that we're we're gonna struggle through this year yeah but hopefully a year from today we'll be sitting here and say okay we finally got there we finally arrived yeah so so your your uh advice to people would be to get a crm as soon as possible yes my, one, one of my sons lives in alaska and he he's done working for the union he he wanted to kill somebody last year he just was so frustrated and i i hooked him up with a couple of things gave him a couple of ideas of some some we're too big now just for your 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 free hub spot yeah yeah you know, exactly which, which i've heard from people it's a great crm if you do if you do 100 jobs a year yeah and there's not layers to it then great it'll, it'll work perfect for you but but when you get into thousands tens of thousands of customers over a 10-year period you have to have something bigger and something, something robust better. yes yeah. Yeah. and so i hooked him up with one that and a bidding program that aren't hooked together but and so yeah i recommended to him i said don't spend a lot of money because there are things out there that are that are close to free if not free yeah but definitely start with something. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I use myself as a bad example. I said, don't do what I did. Yeah. Or it's in a whole stack of day timers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I love that. My, uh, my dad still uses day timers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he, uh, yeah he, uh, he's the kind of guy that uh, he, he uh, doesn't have any phone numbers saved in his phone. He just remembers all the numbers in his head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, not me. <laughs> no so, so when I call him, he uh, he doesn't necessarily read the number when I call him. So he's like, "Hello, Paul speaking," and I'm like, "That it's me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put me in your favorites, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's that's great advice, though. Um, certainly start with something, and then you can move up as you as you go. Yeah, that's a lot easier than what I've done for sure. That's awesome. And that comes from not being a good businessman. I never I never thought. I never thought about any of this. You know, the name K&L Industries is, is a terrible name to find on the internet. 
you can find it, but you got to really look for it. Sure. Because the spaces might be in the right spot, not be in the right spot and whatever. And so, you know, we started this name in 1984. Right. So, well, there was no internet in 1984. Yeah. You know, so we are probably in a long process of maybe changing that also. Rebranding and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's dollars and effort and whatever. But, yeah. you know, we just had a just conversation the other day that said maybe about the three year mark, we will switch everything to a different name. And we've already chosen the name. I already am licensed in California yeah. under that name that we would choose. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do the whole West Coast and that, and that name. And there you go. Yeah, no, it's go. a process, right? So if there's, I mean, there's growing pains with every phase of the business, right? Yes, yeah, and that's, and that's what I would say to uh, some young guy that just wants to go out and get after it. Well, I think it's a good idea to do it, truthfully. Yeah. And if it's a, if you have a hard day, or if you string a bunch of hard days together, well, you know what? So what? Yeah. You know, it's your hard day. It doesn't belong to someone else. Yeah. It's your hard day. You went out and you you're making it happen, and you should you should uh, lament the fact that it was a hard day, but also pat yourself on the back that you were even there. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, that's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. Well, I mean, my last question is usually what uh, what would you kind of leave with listeners? But you've left a lot of great nuggets in here, I think. But um, I don't know if you have a, a final thought before I pause the recording and we just wrap up off off uh, tape here. Um, yeah, I do have one thing. Awesome. Um, I, you know, all that I've said so far, you know, I've talked about, you know, culture and, you know, and, and nose to the grindstone kinds of things and all that. Those are, those are all fantastic concepts. And that's the truth. The culture we built comes from inside of me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the head of the triangle, you know, I'm yep. at the head of the pyramid yep. and I'm not doing it well on the inside. If I'm not learning and moving forward. And for me, I'm a Christian guy. Yep. And so I've got to be making myself better, not just in business, not as a businessman, but as a person. Yep. I need to look how I can serve the world. I need to get closer to my God every day. Mm -hmm. And, and so the one thing that, that has struck me recently, the story I'd love to tell. One guy I would like to meet in my life, and I think I'm gonna try to get on and see if I can just ask him to meet me, yep. is, uh, is Ed Milet. Okay. Okay, you probably recognize the name. Yeah, Ed I've Milet. listened to a couple of his uh, podcasts. Right, he's yep. a very, he's a Christian guy also. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't publicize, it's not his main thing, you know, that he puts out, yep. but really good stuff. And during one of his podcasts, I. I heard him say that that the thing that drives me is that when I when I die and I go to heaven and and God introduces me to 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 the me that that God wanted me to be. Yep. I don't want to fall so short that I don't know who that guy is. Oh, I love I that. Be, I want to be as close as I can be to that who I was meant to be by the guy that made me yep. by the really smart, you know, God that made me, I yeah. want to be as close to that as possible. I don't want to be a stranger to that person that he meant me to be. And mm -hmm. as a quick aside during that interview, somebody said, well, how close do you think you are to that? Ed? 
and he, he thought quite a while, which I thought was kind of strange. And he said, 17%. Wow. <laughs> and I went, 17%. Wow. That's the way I feel. That's not yeah. the way he could feel. That's the way I feel. Yeah. And so it was actually encouraging in a way. Cause we're, all, we're all kind of yes. at a point that in our own journey that people might not see, right? That's right. I call it a quest. Yeah. Because it's not just a journey. A journey you can do practically in your sleep because you're just putting one foot in front of the other. But a quest you know is going to be full of danger. It's going to be full of challenges. It's going to be full of emotions and good things and bad things and bad weather. And, and you know, you'll take an exit off of your road you're questing on and you're, whoops, wrong exit. Shouldn't have done that. And you're having to write the get back on the right track and and so that's what i would leave people with is life is a quest i love it and if there's problems well that is part of it and some of the best things that have that come out of those problems are the things you learn and you can move forward with and because there's been problems in my past i can be a really empathetic boss now sure that that i probably couldn't have been quite as easily i wasn't i literally wasn't I was just driven. Yep. You know, just go get it. I have to. I gotta go get it. Come with me or go home. I don't care. I'm getting it. Yeah. But now it's not that way because I yep. realize I I'm part of the problem. Sure. You know? And if I'm gonna if I can empathize with the guys and then and be real with them and human in front of them, then it's gonna be a lot better. And they're gonna like being around me. Yeah. And they're gonna because of that, they're gonna produce. I love that. No, that's, that's a, that's a great way to end. I, I'm, I really like that you, you ended on that note. Um, call it what you will, uh, self-improvement, you know, mindset, you know, following, following God. Um, I, I think it's so important wherever you lie on that, uh, on whatever you want to call it. I think it's so important. I, I love that. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to chat with me. Um, and, I'll, do it. Uh, I'll, I'll pause the recording here and then we can just wrap up in the, uh, after and and uh and call it a day all right awesome thanks keith you bet